The following entertainment is a production of Fluent Grace Media. What you are about to hear is recorded, edited, and produced by three guys who don't have a clue what they're doing. But it just might be the best thing you hear all day. Welcome to Fluent Grace Podcast. Our music for the show is Felix Culpa by King's Kaleidoscope. Well, good afternoon, podcast world. We are here. We are recording. We're back. You know you missed us. Hola. You missed Tyler anyway. Tyler LaFoy, everybody, coming at you live from the red microphone. That's right. He's got his mic back. Yep. So you know it's a new year, a new season, a new time for us to record the Fluent Grace podcast. We just took an extended spring break. We did. We took the homeschool spring break. <laughs> it means you just take off until you're ready to quit taking off. And watch Tim Hawkins videos <laughs> and Veggie Tales episodes. Heck yeah. All right. Favorite VeggieTales song right here, right now, Tyler. Silly um, Songs with Larry. Mm, I'm going to go with Where is the Hairbrush? Hairbrush, classic. Colin. Mainly because that's the he stole one mode. Are you kidding me? Yeah, that's the Both best one. Both of you. Oh, no. no. The Bunny. The Bunny is mine. It's good. That's yeah. a good one. Uh, I Love My Lips. I don't remember I, that one. Are you kidding me? Mm-mm. All right. Homework, Tyler. I'll have to check that out. I Love My Lips. Your kids will love it. You have kids <laughs> now. That will appreciate That's true. that song. That is true. All right. So anyway, welcome back, everybody. Fluent Grace Podcast. I, um, you know, pri- prided prided myself. Is that is that how you say things? We're going to roll with it. Sounds yeah, we're going good, with man. it. Um, I prided myself on always knowing what episode number we were at, but I have no idea. So uh, we're 40-something in. Uh, for, for 2021, this is number, number one. one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're starting to, hey, how about this? How about this? This is season number two of the Fluent Grace Podcast. Oh, yes. That is true. Wow, season like two, episode one, Fluent so we Grace Podcast. That. We planned it all about four seconds ago, and you guys are getting to benefit from it. And in this season two, we're now requiring payments for listens. So you can uh, <laughs> PayPal that to the Fluent Grace Podcast PayPal. That's right. Hey, we'll actually throw in our Venmo if you need it, you know, because yep. apparently that's where mm. all the cool kids go is Venmo. Mm. Uh, I think we've talked about it, that on here before. So we will not dip back into season one topics, but um, anyway, uh, season two, it's not really season two, but we're just going to say that Uh, we do have some fun stuff planned this afternoon. This is a big day. This is an important day on the Christian calendar. It's Good Friday. And so we will talk a little bit about that. Of course, when you're hearing this, it will not still be Good Friday. Uh, It may be a Good Friday, but it's not going to be this one. So we will have passed Good Friday. We'll have passed Easter. um, But we'll talk about all those things here in a little bit. So let's jump in with everybody's favorite, the Fluent Grace Rant Sesh. And now, for everyone's favorite part of the show, the part where Tyler complains, Tim grumbles, and Colin just sits there and laughs. It's time for another Fluent Grace rant sesh. Enjoy. Mm. So Colin is up. 
Did we cue the cool little intro there? We did. Cool little intro just played. Awesome. That's right. All right. Rant topic. We've had a couple months to think about this. <laughs> no excuses here, folks. No excuses here. Um, My rant for today is a blanket of yellow snow that has fallen upon the earth in the last week or two that has every single person's sinuses so stopped up and sneezing and etc. that you can't even step outside and breathe. A, if you wash your car, 12 seconds later it's covered in a yellow blanket. And C, whenever the wind blows good, your clothes are completely covered as well. I speak of pollen. That is my rant for today. Here's what your scientific pollen? question. Pollen. Is pollen something that happens everywhere? I don't know. <laughs> or is it just us? Like, do we have all the pollen everywhere? So if, feels if like. our pollen is gone, are we like living the bee movie where, you know, bees don't produce honey and basically the world goes into post-apocalyptic state? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I do know pollen is Satan's favorite... Uh, favorite natural phenomenon it has to be so right there with uh summer number eight for alabama (laughs) all right would you rather an extended period of pollen or extended period of summer number eight no i'm going summer number eight all day summer number eight yeah because i can at least somewhat breathe through the humidity where i cannot breathe at all through the pollen. <laughs> if summer number eight was a solid week of in excess of triple digits, would mm. you still give the same mm. answer? It's like mm. 100 plus. Still Do going. I still get my AC and whatnot? <laughs> <laughs> no, you got to like bake outside just in your swim trunks. Oh. <laughs> Have a pretty awesome tan at the end of the week. So I won't go with the, uh, I'm going summer number eight. Yeah, I'll go summer number eight. All it's right, like a fifth week of August. I mean, it would be fine. There you go. Pollen, self the devil. It is. Yeah. Mine, uh, my rant is kind of along the same lines of uh, Collins. So my daughter just recently got a new Tangled Barbie. Because that's how a, is this related in any way to Colin? <coughs> I'll get he to doesn't this. have a da- daughter, <laughs> just, and as far as I know, doesn't play with Tangled Barbie. Just bear with me. Not yet. So, like pollen is a microscopic thing or a small particle of a thing that yeah. is. Super annoying. This little doll, its dress is covered in glitter. Oh, get out of here. Glitter. Mm-hmm. The throne of Satan is covered in glitter. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that's my that's my rant. Let's rant I about some like, glitter. I feel like in the deep, dark reaches of hell, there is a... Um, think of it as like a McDonald's playground with a ball pit, except it's all glitter. Oh my gosh, <laughs> that would be the literal worst. Like it's like it's like a mixture. It's part glitter, part pollen kind of thing. Like what sociopath thought it was a good idea to take plastic, cut it up in microscopic things, just big enough that could even get in your eyeball. Oh yeah, and let's throw it on everything oh, yeah. and give it to kids. Yeah, it'll be a great idea. I am right there with you. How I much have, glitter do we consume in a year? Like, like eat? Yeah, like, <laughs> like that we don't even know about. That, that like, we, it gets on our hands and then we, it just ends up in our system. Yeah.
We're gonna be, we're probably like those whales that you see when they cut them open and they have like all kind of. <laughs> we're just full of glitter because it never digests or go anywhere. Well, you, you always wonder why the airport security alarms go off. Uh, it's probably glitter. Glitter. Internal glitter. Mm-hmm. But it's not plastic. It's like little shards of metal. God. There you go. Glitter's the literal worst. I pollen or glitter. Pollen all day. I'll take pollen <laughs> over glitter. I would agree. I, yep. I'll I'm take with, pollen I would agree. Over yeah, yeah. I'd rather look like the marshmallow man swollen up from pollen than deal with one speck of glitter. <laughs> all right. So if you had to, let's just go. Would you rather again? We're going to do this. All right. Imagine ball pit full of glitter. Mm-hmm. Imagine ball pit full of pollen. Oh man, I'm swan diving which, into the pollen. Which one are you doing a gainer into? Right into the pollen, man. I'm gonna come out looking like I've been swimming in craft mac and cheese <laughs> powder. <laughs> to be contrary, I'll go glitter because uh, there's no chance you're getting all that pollen out of your nasal airways. And, no. What do you think? No. You're going to get all that sparkle no, out. No, the sparkle will come out. It'll be fine. You're going to look like that troll off of the <laughs> guy diamond. <laughs> now, if I could if I could speak in auto-tune, I would totally go for the glitter. But speak in auto-tune. You remember I mean, how you like, have you seen Have you seen trolls? Yeah. With the silver one? He, like, speaks in auto-tune. I mean, I wasn't paying attention to it. He's my favorite. Is that a uh, favorite in your house, trolls? Trolls. Uh at one point it was, but you know yeah. how kids are. They they get on a kick, and then they go to the next thing. So. That's true. All right, here we go. Good rant, solid. Um, I'm going to bring back something that's been a while since we've ripped on, and um, this is worthy of rippage, mm. and it is the old Mississippi. Oh, boy. Okay. And, and I only do it because this story is just so fantastically bad that um, – <laughs> this sounds horrible, but I'm glad it happened in Mississippi, not anywhere else. <laughs> like, you know, it, it, it provides great ammunition uh, for the old rant sesh. So here you go. Here's the headline. I'm going to leave the headline right here. Mississippi woman stabs her husband after dreaming he cheated. Mm. All right, pause. <laughs> well, hold on. No, I'm not going to pause. So here we go. This is a real story uh, from VicksburgNews.com, Okay. A Mississippi woman stabbed her husband in the back at least four times after dreaming he was unfaithful to her. Later on in the story, it says, she stabbed him up to seven times because of a dream. Uh, He underwent surgery. He was expected to make a full recovery. Her bond was set at 10 grand. 10 grand? That's it. I could stab people, someone, 10 times. (laughs) And get a $1,000 bond release per stab. That's it. Wow. So, you know, I have a 1,000 questions related to this story, and I feel like we're the perfect group of individuals to talk about this because we have two married guys here, myself and Tyler. Uh, We've each been married nine years. Is that what we're coming up on? I think so, yeah. Uh, Colin is, like, within nine weeks of becoming married, so he will join the club shortly. But I will uh, say this, have, I'm going to direct this at Tyler first. Have you or your significant other, i.e. your wife, ever had a dream and then you woke up the next day, thought it was real life and were genuinely upset? Absolutely. On both sides. So like Heather, uh, Heather just kind of gets bitter and distant 
Not so much so that she would stab me, but she was just like, you're not a good person. <laughs> and di- she says it in a different way. Right. And I'm like, you know, what in the world? You know, I didn't even do anything. Now, yeah. for me, I kind of I kind of do the same, but then I just kind of get sad <laughs> over something that didn't even happen, Yeah, which is crazy. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I feel like I remember us having this conversation one, um, one morning. Um, Carly dreamed that I had chosen a uh, purple bunny over her and that my, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I had the choice, right? I could either, right, be a good uh, husband and I don't know what was taking place in this dream, but I said, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to go follow this purple bunny. And it was like uh. real life. Tim had an affair with the Easter Bunny. <laughs> the Easter Bunny and Barney. <laughs> right, right. So, uh, so yes, this is definitely a real thing, which leads us to, hey, Colin. It's coming. It's coming. <laughs> it's coming. So you need to be real careful about how you respond to the things that are dreamt about. What's your fiance's personality type? Is she a shanker or is she a uh, one that would get sad? I think she would just get sad, but I'm definitely taking note of this and not keeping any blunt objects close to the bed. (laughs) I will say this the other night. I don't know what I was dreaming about, but like I legit slapped her in the middle of the night. (laughs) (laughs) I think it was when we were at the beach, actually. (laughs) We were down there. I I don't, again, I have no idea what, what I was dreaming about, but I remember. I woke up. She didn't even wake up. Asked <laughs> so, her the next morning. I was like, oh, hey, I think I vaguely remember slapping you last night. She's like, I don't know. <laughs> Why do you have a black eye this morning? I don't know. <laughs> was that the night that Jana blew chunks everywhere? <laughs> no, that was the night before. Um, oh, yeah, we, we had some rough nights down there. Yeah, we did. Um, goodness. That was a good trip, though. It was. Colin should have. Should have joined us on. Should've. We had a nice uh, balcony that you could have slept on that was 11 stories up. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Next time, we're going for the three bedroom condo. Oh, boy. Bring it on. So, there you go, folks. Uh, thank you, Mississippi, for producing that wonderful story of um, human depravity. Right. Uh, we appreciate it. And keep it in Mississippi. That's right. Don't bring that junk over here. Yep. Don't the true bring armpit that junk. of America. <laughs> Just solidifying yourselves as. 50th place. <laughs> you know what I say to that? M I Googleta Googleta I Humpback Humpback I Mississippi. M I Crooked Letter Crooked Letter. Actually, you know what? We're going to take the U.S. territory of Puerto Rico over Mississippi, so <laughs> you get 51. <laughs> oh. Oh, man. How far would I have to canoe off the coast of Mississippi to get to Puerto Rico? I don't know, but I could tell you how fast I'd get off the coast of Mississippi to head to Puerto Rico. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Good times. Didn't we miss this? Yes. Mm. So what are we talking about today, Tim? Well, you know, since we're in season two, we're changing things up a little bit. Uh, we don't have a set topic necessarily. Uh, we have some things that I think will be worthy of of discussing and a lot of it's going to revolve around the season that we're in right now uh good friday easter sunday um holy week holy week and so we'll definitely talk about that um but i want to lead us into that discussion with a very 
culturally relevant topic. Ooh. How about that? Mm. And that culturally relevant topic has to do with a line of apparel mm. that some would say is a Nike line of apparel. Ooh. Oh, I think I know where you're going with this. Do you? <laughs> so apparently, there's this thing that happened in the last week or so that has gotten the general public all riled up in a number of different ways. And it is uh, from a well-known music artist. What, what kind of artist would we call this person? You might know. know. <laughs> Who's the most like culturally hip person around this table right now? Colin, is that you? Uh, probably. Probably. Yeah. What would you? What kind of? <laughs> he didn't genre? deny it. He straight up didn't deny that mug. What genre would you say this person would fall under? Uh, definitely. Other a, than just trash. Yeah. <laughs> right. He is a new age hip hop. Fair. Didn't he do a country song? Yes, but it was. It had country uh topics okay. but it was saying through the talked about genre. a horse basically <laughs> yeah it talked about riding a horse there you go this yeah. poor guy Yeehaw, just utterly cowboy, confused. George Strait. yeah yeah go from a horse to satan <laughs> which well i can't i shouldn't say uh, you know i'll say it anyway i i can see that transition there right <laughs> riding horses are hor- anyway it's horrible <laughs> it really is the worst pain ever it's terrible I mm -mm, mm -mm, no horse riding. Go do it for yourself and find out why. So yes, uh, Lil Nas X, big topic. um, Oh, how do you say his name? I mean, how I've heard it said is Lil. Yeah. Lil, not little. Lil. 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 Nas. Nas. Okay. X. Lil Nas. I don't know what any of that means, but that's what I've heard him called. Colin, what does that mean? Fill us in. Uh, You got me there. I have heard a lot of uh, rappers starting their names with Lil. Though, so little Tyler over there. Right, let's go through. Tim. Let's real quick just uh, do a blast of all the Lil rappers we know of. Remember, like Lil Wayne, Lil Romeo. What are the Lils y'all know? <laughs> what are the little rappers? Hey, out hey there? Tyler, I think this has everything to do with like y'all don't know. Y'all, y'all don't know the rap. Oh, y'all were homeschooled. <laughs> <laughs> Public school kid over here. I got nothing. <sighs> Okay, anyways, okay. continue. Moving on. I thought you were going to say, hey, let's go around real quick. If you were a rapper, what was your name going to be? <laughs> yeah, I, I was ready for that. Lil I mean, what? <laughs> <laughs> you know, like those things on Facebook, you know, do the at sign and then your fourth um, oh, your yeah. fourth name that pops mm-hmm. up and what they had for breakfast two weeks ago and, like, that's yep. your rapper name kind yep. of thing. Yeah. Okay, anyways, continue on. Anyways, so uh, new age hip-hop rapper person. Lil Nas X apparently had this music video which was horrid, which I never watched. Did you watch it? I did not watch it. Colin? Nope. Nope. That's a negative. I've heard it's disgusting. Yes. You will not get any of us watching this thing. It's not happening. And we would encourage you not to watch it either. But basically what uh, we hear has happened in this is it's a uh, um, he, the rapper, gets kicked out of the Garden of Eden into hell, and then he basically takes over hell from Satan. Something like that. And so, they, of course, he does a music video portraying all that. 
And related to that music videos, created this line of shoe, which is full of uh, satanic imagery and human blood and all this stuff. Hmm. Anyway, so that's like this big cultural thing right now. If you haven't heard of it, either you are in another country, which we're very grateful for you. Thank you for listening. Welcome to America. Or you're a homeschooler. (laughs) Mm. But you know about Tim Hawkins and VeggieTales, so that counts for something. You know what? In this context, hey, proud to be a homeschooler, baby. Represent. There you go. I will crank out some I love my lips. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, what do you guys think about this whole general thing, um, uh, just the context of it? Uh, what was your initial thought when you saw the story come out? I don't know when it was, a week ago or something like that. Oh <laughs> uh, Well, when I first saw it, I feel like, and I'm not trying to say I'm uh, ahead of the curve on all things um, like this, but I feel like I saw it before it got really popular. And so I dug into it a little bit because they referenced the price of the shoe being a thousand dollars, one thousand eighteen dollars. Okay. And the reason it's a thousand eighteen dollars, come to find out, is because they're referencing Luke ten eighteen, and that's why they made it that price, which which is referenced on the shoe itself. Yes. Mm-hmm. Which is a lot of money for a pair of shoes. Let's go ahead and throw that out there. Is that more or less than Yeezys? I'm going to have to look up Luke 1018. Um, That's what I did, yeah. Yeah, so I went straight to Luke 1018. I'm like, all right, we got some Satan shoes, we got some blood. And a Bible verse. And a Bible verse. Like, this ought to be good. So you read the context of the verse, and I just, I love the fact that the entire context of the verse is talking about how the Lord and Jesus and the Holy Spirit, the Trinity, has dominion and power over all these demons. And, like, that's that's the context here. <laughs> Marketing S- fail. Yes. Like, they're literally <laughs> saying, hey, we lose to these guys, so we're going to make that the price mm. of our shoe. Mm. At least that's the way I interpret it. And I was – I talked to Katie about it, and I was like, this is hilarious – I don't know if this is going to get popular. And literally, it was like a day later. It blew up over social media. And Katie was blowing up my phone saying, you were just talking about this. So, uh, anyhow, there's your your context of these verses that they like to reference, which I am still like, you just shot yourself in the foot or elsewhere. When pagans exposit scripture. (laughs) Exactly. New podcast coming. (laughs) This week in pagan fashion. Honestly, my thoughts are, in a post-Christian context, in a post-Christian culture, what can we expect? Yeah. You know, it, your culture bears fruit of what you value. And so, does it shock me? No. Do I like it? No. But if anything, to flip it, you know, there's a lot of negative things I could say about it. But if I think about it, to flip it, it shows me that the um, their, their soul is fertile for, for gospel ministry. So, Which is what we're doing right here, folks. Yep. Uh, real quick, you mentioned uh, post-Christian. Explain that just 
briefly, um, because we do have folks listening to this from across the pond. Yep. And, um, who are actually in a post-Christian culture. And who have been there a lot longer than we have, so it may not, uh, it may not quite have the same um, uh, context for them. Yeah, and so how about you define it, Tim, and let me, let me, be, sure I'm, <laughs> let me be sure I'm on track with how I would define it. Um, uh, post-Christian, in my mind, is very relativistic. So what I mean by that is basically you get to decide what's right and you get to decide what's wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very uh, Judges 25. Isn't that what that is? Um, people did what was right in their own eyes oh, yeah. kind of thing. Yep. Um, that's a very simple uh, way to look at it, but essentially that's what it is. Everybody does what's right in their own eyes. Uh, there's no concept of right or wrong because, hey, if you just follow your truth, then you're good. Right. I'll follow my truth. Those could be in complete opposition, but who's to say that you're right and I'm wrong right. or vice versa. So when we start you know, embracing that mindset, well, clearly there's no room for a relationship with God because, oh, hey, God says there is right and wrong. And um, a, to have a relationship with God, it's exclusive. It's through Jesus. And right. so none of that stuff is able to fit in uh, with a post-Christian relativism. And it's, and it's, and it, there's also an aspect of it of spiritual amnesia, you know? So like, it, let's think of, uh, Europe. So at one point, let's say even back to the 1500s, you know, you had this explosion of the gospel, this gospel resurgence, uh, through the reformers and the church just starts exploding. And, and you can even go back to the early church and how the, the Holy Spirit was moving and exploding. And you could even go back to the Israelites, you know, when the Lord delivered them. And as soon as they are delivered, they're in the wilderness and they're like, I'm tired of this bread. I'm tired of walking. Da 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 da. You know, like, and so it's forgetting God's faithfulness. And so, um, and even in America, we see, you know, we see that. You see that play out. And you see um, people forgetting who the Lord is and, and his grace and how it's sufficient and how he is all kind and steadfast. And so it leads to uh, this amnesia to where we forget. And then we slowly and surely fall off into this just post, um, post-Christian post culture and context. So, And I think even more than that, too, uh, you know, the idea of forgetting kind of, it almost feels passive, right? I mean, I didn't have any... I didn't choose to forget. It just kind of happened right. kind of thing. Um, a lot of times post-Christian is an active That's true. thing. That's you know, true. it's a intentional, I don't want to follow God or I don't want to know about God or I don't want to believe <laughs> the scripture or whatever it is because we're so focused on ourselves. Right. Um, so absolutely there's that uh, element of forgetfulness, but take it even a step further it's a very active denial of what at one point like you said I mean man this was big and and blossoming and I mean (laughs) we owe a huge debt of gratitude to Europe and to these countries and cultures that have been living in a post-Christian world for a long time and um so it, you know, it's a, it's a sobering reality. Yeah, the way I've heard post-Christian um, explained is 
essentially you are accepting and agreeing with the Christian value system while not following the Christian doctrine. And moreover, the, I don't want to say rules, but essentially the, the, the what it takes of Christianity. They agree with the, um, the stuff that makes them feel good while not agreeing with the stuff that may not make them feel good. Yep. So in bringing this back to the current cultural phenomenon, you know, one of the things that, uh, you know, I was kind of like you, Colin. The first thing was, oh, hey, there's a Bible verse. Let's look it up. And uh, so I looked it up. I was like, oh, well, hey, not using this one in the way it was intended for kind of thing. But then, you know, I've seen pictures of this guy, and, dude, it's sad. Like, looking at him and and knowing that, hey, that person is made in God's image just like I am. There's nothing any more inherently evil in him than there is in me. Or inherently, you know, whatever, fill in the tragic word you want, um, than any other person that I know that may not create a line of shoes with human blood in them. I mean, there's not. You know, uh, we're celebrating Holy Week, and... Today, Good Friday, is the day we recognize that, you know, Jesus died on the cross. Well, hey, (laughs) uh, Jesus died on the cross so that people like Lil Nas X can have a relationship with him, no matter what it is that he's done, or no matter what it is that I've done. Um, And so I think that was one of my responses as well. Like, yes, there is outrage over the actual product that is now being marketed rightfully so um, because it is an it's it's an evil thing but even more so than that I I think there needs to just be a brokenness that Mm. hey these are real people that have been created in God's image and that's sad that's true I mean it's easy to paint you brought in Holy Week now and now I'm thinking of the whole Barabbas thing and it's easy to paint the rapper as Barabbas. It's easy to paint Hitler as Barabbas. It's easy to paint Pharaoh as Barabbas. But the reality is we're all Barabbas. And the reality of the story and the narrative, the passion narrative, is Jesus was crushed for the Barabbases. Mm-hmm. So he was the substitute for Barabbas. And Barabbas, the murderer, the the insurgent, the disgusting human being, was let go mm-hmm. and set free. And he still had a seat at the table. And Jesus Jesus knew it was coming and knew what he was about to do, but he still let him have a seat at the table. And that's that open invitation uh, to everyone. Like you're talking about all the filling the blank on all the bad people that you can think about in history. They still have a seat at the table if they choose. And just to be clear, I think you're talking Judas. You're talking Barabbas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two separate Two people. Separate. My, bad. My bad. Both of whom are a part of the story and both of whom received a level of grace that they did not deserve. There um, you go. It, you know, throw in the, the thief on the cross, right? Dude screwed up. Uh, he did something that was worthy of death. And Jesus said, hey, 
because of you know your faith and um, you'll be with me in paradise kind of thing so I, you know I the last thing that we need to do is to uh, judge and condemn someone for uh, these actions kind of thing they're wrong absolutely and it's not something that we need to participate in I sure as you know heck I'm not going to go out and buy a pair of these shoes but I think it needs to lead us and point us to the reality that we are celebrating this weekend Um, Christ's death and burial and resurrection and the fact that that is the only thing that is going to rescue anybody out of this post-Christian culture that we now find ourselves in. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing that's ever rescued anybody out of anything bad. Yep. <laughs> yep. Uh, you know, we walked through, we did our first Bondi Thursday uh, Seder meal service last night, which was quite an experience. Um, I led it, and I'm not Jewish, so that was awesome. <laughs> you know, learning um, learning about the culture, learning the different elements, and and how it all points to um, the narrative of the of the Hebrews Exodus. And but what was so cool was about the whole thing was pointing, tying it in um, from a Christian perspective um, of how Jesus, you know, is our deliverer. It's not just for the, he didn't just deliver the Hebrews, which he did, but he did something on a way different scale through, um, through Christ, the true and better Passover lamb who delivered us from something much stronger than, than the power of man in Egypt. Um, cause I mean, we're slaves to sin. And so we walked through the exodus of our personal exodus of how Christ, um, led us out of our slavery, um, to ourselves, um, to our our sinful desires and passions. And so um, I just think this season, the Holy Week season, uh, whether it's Maundy Thursday or um, Good Friday or Holy Saturday or Easter Sunday, I mean, the narrative points to you need a deliverer. That's the, that's the ultimate story for everybody. Even if you think you're a good person, uh, you know, and that's the part that, you know, we think in our culture we think we're good people and so we don't need anything else you know we just we have all we need because we can take care of it and we can handle it and uh, I would never create Satan shoes I'm not that bad right I don't need Jesus that much I mean I need him a little bit sometimes but I don't need him to the degree that this guy does Jesus had great words about those type people in scripture (laughs) I mean, he just told the Pharisees, why don't you go hang out with uh, your father, you know, Satan. (laughs) Yeah, brood of vipers and, you know, whitewashed tombs and all that stuff. Yeah, also I found it interesting that something that uh, this rapper person has said, and, you know, it can be debated whether or not this is an accurate uh, assessment on his part, but... What he says is, uh, I spent my entire teenage years hating myself because of what y'all, the church, preached would happen to me uh, because of his lifestyle. Now, um, uh, he is a member of the LGB, whatever whatever you call that. But, yeah, right, he claims to be a member of that. And uh, so what he's saying here is that because of my lifestyle, the church has um, 
judged and condemned to the point to where he basically turned his back on all things related to the church, and this is where he's gotten. How about that? Respond to that just real quick. Go for it, big dog. Since we are talking to (laughs) teenagers who are in the exact same stage of life as the one that he claims to have been in when all this started. (laughs) Wait on you, Colin. Yeah, I know. Uh, What's the best way for me to put this in for a teenager to understand? I would say that at the end of the day, uh, you've heard this before, but at the end of the day, all sins are equal in the eyes of God. And the way you treat um, the person who is caught up in the LGBTQ plus movement, whatever, uh, and the way you treat uh, the kid who lies habitually uh, should be no different um, if you are a follower of Jesus. Um, You're still called to love them. Uh, You're not called to um, say that what they're doing is correct. I'll be honest, you're not. But uh, at the end of the day, they are, like Tim was talking about earlier, a child of God. They were made in God's image. And whatever struggle they may be going through, now each circumstance is going to be different, and you're, you're going to handle circumstances different. I'm not saying that you're not. But um, whatever struggle they may, go and may be going through, uh, we're called to be there, uh, to be a friend if they need that friend, uh, to guide them, to help them through whatever. Uh, it's amazing to see for me, um, I'm 23 now, guys that I haven't seen since I was 16, 17, uh, who've been struggling for years with whatever sin they've been struggling with, They'll. I, I have guys that come up to me now and will ask those questions about Christianity, and I have never um, truly shared directly to them my faith, but they've seen the way that I've lived. Uh, and they've seen the way that I've loved them uh, no matter what circumstance they were in. And so the way you treat somebody and the way you make them feel on a daily basis in that friendship can have eternal impact one day down the road. So that's what I would say. So the question, just to remind me of the question, the question is speak to those who have been burned by the church Um yeah, so those in a similar season of life, i.e. Yep. teenage years, mm-hmm. who may be feeling something similar. Okay. Yeah. Here's what I would say to that. It's for the one who's been burned by the church. Um, I would tell you, if you go and you find the perfect church, you need to leave immediately. The reality is, and I think it's Tim Keller that says this, the church is not... Um, The church is not a museum for the saints. It's a hospital for broken people. And so when you get a bunch of sinners in a room, yeah, it's going to be messy. Yeah, there's going to be brokenness. Yeah, there's going to be stuff that pops up. But the reality is Christ saw the church so valuable that he was crushed for it. It was Isaiah 53.10 says it was the will of the Father to crush the Son. And then we know in the Gospels that Jesus says, no one takes my life from me, but I willingly lay it down. And so we see this holy unity 
and holy value in both the Son and the Father for the church. So much so that Christ was crushed for it. And so, you know, I would say, one, I would say I'm sorry you've been burned. But two, I would say the church is precious. And to demonize the thing that God incarnate died for is just a, a, a dangerous place to be. Um, but, but also it's comforting in the reality that, that you don't have to have your act together for the Lord to, to, ch- to pursue you. You know, Romans 6, 8, while we were, had our act together, Christ died for us? No. While we were still sinners and still broken, Christ died for us. And so um, that's what I would say. If you find the perfect church, you need to leave because you're going to mess it up. Well, and because it doesn't exist. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> so any church, any church claiming perfection has got something going on that you don't need to be around. Because um, then you're getting right back into the hypocritical nature of religion, and that's just as dangerous as the bold, uh, overt rebellion that you see in things like this particular story. So, yeah, I, um, you know, I think about what Jesus says. Uh, he says that uh, all men will know you're my disciples by how you love one another. And, you know, that verse gets taken out of context a lot. And I think the general consensus is among folks who may not have a proper grasp of Scripture and a firm relationship with Jesus is, well, just love everybody and you're good. It's not exactly what Jesus is saying there, but what he is saying is that true, genuine, biblical love gets noticed and points to Jesus. And true biblical love is full of both grace and truth. Absolutely. And you see that in Christ. Absolutely. See, truth without, this is Ray Orland, truth without grace is ugly and harsh, but grace without truth is weak and untransformative. And that's just true, man. We see Jesus is full of both grace and truth. With a woman called in adultery, did he stone her? No, he didn't. But he, he said a line before he walked away that often gets left out of that story. He says, now go and sin no more. It's just truth. So. Yeah. yeah, there's definitely a measure of accountability that we hold each other to. Um, so in no way are we going to sit here and say, oh, not a big deal, man. Go make your shoes and go put whatever um, evil symbols and you know, make whatever kind of wretched, depraved music video you want. It's fine. We still love you. It's not what we're saying at all, right? I mean, there, sin is sin and has to be accounted as such. But at the same time, what we are saying is that because of what we're celebrating this weekend, each and every single one of us who deserved the ultimate punishment no worse, no better than what is deserved by someone who is claiming to follow Satan himself, right? We're all in that place, and we all have um, been given um, grace, and it is possible for someone like this even to come to a saving relationship with Jesus, not because of you know anything we can do, but because of Christ and what he did. We go back to the example of Paul on the regular. 
if there was anybody that was looked at as not having a good relationship with Jesus, it was Paul at the time, Saul, because he was just going around killing anybody that claimed the name of Jesus, um, and, and Christ rescued him out of that. So I would encourage those of us who have a relationship with Jesus, and we see stories like this that are, in fact, heartbreaking. I would encourage us to be heartbroken and not outraged, um, that we would be, um, that we would pray for those in, in these type settings and that we would not condemn. But at the same time, we would hold each other accountable. Obviously, we can't hold the world accountable to our standard of following Christ, but we can hold each other accountable. So, Tyler, if you go out and you spend $1,018 on a pair of these shoes, dude, you're off the podcast. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You're done so, man. Yeah. Um, so that's what I would say. Um, you can love sinners without condoning their sin and affirming their sin. And just because you don't affirm sin does not mean that you don't love that person, which culture will tell you, if you don't affirm me, then you do not love me. But the Christian worldview says, I don't affirm you in your sin because I love you. How about that for a deep thought for our student listeners? Um, and, and that's why we do what we do, man. This, um, that's why we do this podcast, because I, for the student listener, if you're just floating along following your culture, whatever culture it is, you know, whether you're here in the United States, whether you're you know, over in Europe somewhere, whether you're um, you know, in, in an Asian culture, we have listeners all across the globe little humble brag there do you like that that. (laughs) nice yeah nice um no matter where you're at and what culture you're you're living in right the reality is the same for all of us um we are all in need of jesus and and so we need to um uh, recognize that we need to be broken over the sin that's around us um we need to love those around us again with true biblical love not with just this fake tolerant acceptance garbage right but with a true genuine biblical love because that's what jesus did we love because why he first loved us Uh, how did god demonstrate that love for us by sending jesus to die on the cross to save us from our sins and that's what we celebrate and recognize this weekend Um, so for all of you out there who have come through the easter weekend and the holy week celebration uh, our hope and desire and prayer for you guys is that it's been a meaningful uh, time. It's been a time where you have truly remembered the sacrifice that Christ made for you personally um, and for his uh, church. Colin has had to dip out, so we have no Guinness World Record to mm, close out. Sad day. I guess you want to tune in next time. That's right. Come back next time for a world record. We might have some more fun stuff planned next week. I you, know what I was plan- you know what I was planning on talking about today that I totally forgot about? What? We never, like, gave a update on how the old little Nitro Challenge. That's went. what I was about to say. Y'all need to do another <laughs> little Nitro Challenge. Yeah. Uh, go watch our little Nitro Challenge video we put up on YouTube. You can get to it through our social media accounts. Uh, it is entertaining, and I was feeling it for quite some time. So next time we record, we will talk about that. We will... Um, let you guys know the aftermath of the little nitro because it's worth talking about we'll see y'all in june <laughs> no it's not gonna be that long 
Let's just go ahead and record another one right now. How about that? <laughs> We're here. The mics are on. Anyway, thank you guys for sticking around. We appreciate it. Go check out the social media accounts, the ones that Tyler doesn't even know exist. <laughs> Facebook, Instagram, Fluent Grace Podcast. Not on Twitter. I know that much. <laughs> That's right. Uh, if you want to chime in on any of the, this discussion, hit us up via the old email, fluentgracepodcast at gmail.com. If you have any questions, we would love to tackle them. Uh, <clears throat> that's what we enjoy doing the most is answering your questions. So send those to us, and we'll be happy to discuss them. Guarantee it will not be another four months to do this. Yep. See you all next time. Deuces. Later. Since you've stuck around till the end, you get a very special thank you. Be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Also, since you're still here, like and follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Just search Fluent Grace Podcast. Thanks for listening.